How I Met Adolf Sax. Journeying through the history of the saxophone. Revue et Gazette Musicale de Paris. December 6th, 1843. But really, how is it possible? I understand your concern, sir. It's unfortunate to see such inconveniences creeping into a meeting of such great and distinguished artists. And not only that, sir, they should be considering the interests of composers above all, and more importantly, the general public. I really can't comprehend it. How is it possible that among the dissatisfied members of this orchestra, there are flute, trumpet, bassoon or clarinet makers who solely for personal interests are obstructing the progress of musical art? The answer is simple, sir. They want to stop one of the most valuable inventions of the modern era. Indeed, I agree with you, but has art become a chimera where any attempt to improve instruments risks being banned in the name of personal interests? Unfortunately, it seems so. What I don't understand is why Mr. Habeneck, the director of the Paris Opera Orchestra, hasn't stopped such a conspiracy against Sachs. Could he also have some kind of interest related to instrument makers? I don't know, sir. What is certain is that on this occasion and many others, Mr. Habeneck has failed in his duty by not imposing Sax's instruments on the musicians he leads, even the most reluctant ones, which Donizetti himself wanted to incorporate into his work. True, and it's important to note that these instruments offer our composers new possibilities and effects. I hope Mr. Sax doesn't get discouraged. He has a bright future ahead, undoubtedly. You know, sir, the more envy he arouses, the more resonant his success will be. Absolutely true. There's nothing like envy and malicious passions to highlight people's talent and ingenuity. By the way, have you read the letter sent by the principal clarinetist of the Paris Opera? It speaks quite poorly of Mr. Sachs, doesn't it? Sir, good morning. I bring you a letter from Mr. Adolphe Sachs. Oh, well, how opportune. Please read it, sir. Let's see what it says. Very well. Let's examine the words Mr. Sachs addresses to us. Let's not forget that in our magazine we maintain a firm commitment to listen to and attend to all artists of our time. Please, sir, the letter. Read the letter. Okay, it says, The first clarinetist of the Paris Opera announced in the letter that this newspaper has published that he tried my bass clarinet in a rehearsal, and since the instrument did not meet his expectations, he was forced to order another one. Oh, yes, he's right about that, certainly. That's what Mr. Buteau said in his letter. I continue. I have few words to say in response to Monsieur Buteau. If he considers my instrument deficient, he has the right to do so. What Sachs writes is very honest of him, isn't it? Please, don't interrupt me. However, I must remind him that he did not always hold this opinion, as in my presence in front of more than 50 people on several occasions, he made comparisons between the instrument he plays now and mine, finding the latter much better than the old one. <laughs> this becomes of utmost interest, sir. Please continue reading. It says, This renowned clarinetist said that he tried my instrument twice in rehearsals. This is incorrect. I don't understand for what purpose he could make this mistake. Since nowadays it is easy to deny what happens in private meetings, I offer Monsieur Buteur the opportunity for the public, the great judge, to decide on our matter. After this, everything will be clear for both parties. <laughs> he has thrown a manifest challenge. Therefore, I propose to Monsieur Buteur to choose any piece he wishes. We will each play on our own instrument in public. If the comparison between my instrument and his does not favor me, I will declare myself defeated. What a December we have ahead of us, and it has just begun, monsieur. How I Met Adolf Sax Journeying Through the History of the Saxophone A podcast created by Alvaro Molina